John, in your week outside of Saturday? Um, well, the best part about this weekend was Jimmy Seafood. Oh, like, bro, tell me that shit isn't Fire. crazy, bro. We went for like brunch, but like I made sure to order crab cakes. <laughs> like my nigga, them crab cakes is different, bro. I I, I had an orgasm. I that I was nutted in my pants when I ate them shit, bro. Crazy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show intro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? We are here with episode 23 of the Saratoga Sports Pod. We got yeah, me, yeah. John. We got Mr. Worldwide West, Miles uh, Wilson. Yes, sir. And then we got, um, yeah, I mean, since there's no, there hasn't been a pen name so far, I guess just Justin Thomas. Uh, yeah. Yep. We're going, uh, we're still uh, work in progress. You know, you haven't you haven't been starting out the year strong, man. That's okay. Yeah, you got yeah, come yeah, come on, Justin. Is it? Don't worry, don't worry. When, come playoff time, don't worry, I'll show up. That's wow. all it takes. You, you just come takes. around when it counts. Basically, you know, wow. I, I honestly I'm pulling a Kyrie right now. All right, you Robert. guys got what you got. Now I'm taking my uh my shoulder impingement time. And when I come back, you know. Full force, baby. Hmm. Interesting. Sure. Is there a is there an estimated date? Date of return? <laughs> it's day to day, like how the Nets were saying for the past twenty six games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think Kyrie was gonna come back, but I'm happy he's back. I he was gonna come back either. But he's back. I knew he you, was. You know, you know, it was. Just you know why he came back? He came. He came back because he's leading the All Star vote right now, in the, in for the guards <laughs> in the outside of Trey Young. So, you know, he, he want to play in an all-star game. But after all-star break, I think he'll be done for the season. Wow. But, but there's no incentive to it, though, is there? Uh, you, uh, I mean, Kyrie, there is. Yeah. What? What would it be? Being Kyrie. Yes. Uh, that's, that's it. It's, he's, you know. Hall of Fame resume? I don't know. You know NBA takes. Being, uh, or, no, but it would already go, even if he doesn't. His legacy. He'd already be on the, the team. That's Like, Oladipo has an all-star nomination. He just didn't play because of injury. You still yeah, get no, but Kyrie package. likes to ball out in the All-Star game. Not just ball. Yeah, he can ball out. It's all right. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, still not leading the team. Anyway, we got a lot for y'all tonight yeah. on this uh, Draymond cool. Green episode of the Saratobi Sports Squad. So, Draymond Green. Yeah. I would say that this would be the, the Jordan episode, but no, nah, it's not. This is the, nah, nah I'm self-declaring the Tony Douglas episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm jacking it this year. That's it. There's just so much. Like, where do you guys want to start? First, um, shout out to um, shout out to LSU. That boy, oh yeah, big Rose. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Have uh, yep. Congratulations, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, that's they, they're they're the real winners tonight because <laughs> he was really frying against all the good teams. Justin, I think you should pick where we go first. All right, uh, I think we should address the elephant in the room, and that's the uh, the Astros are some big time cheaty, cheaty, no, no good pants people. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, nah, they're they out here cheating using signs. 
and of course, at the heart and center of it, of course, is a Red Sox, Alex Cora. They about to get him hmm. all the way out the paint. He about oh to get fired God. too. He about yeah, he's fired. This man, this man appeared eleven times on a nine-page report on the MLB investigation. Eleven times in nine pages, wow. and he was just the bench coach. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, MLB's got a MLB's coming down way harder. They gave AJ Hinch and the GM a year suspension. They're about to get Cora. Oh man, look. Yeah, they're about, he about, they're about to, to get Cora bad. He's about to be working at the bodega on uh 233rd by the end of the day. <laughs> he about to be outside of Yankee Stadium. Fucking <laughs> shooting up at the McDonald's. That's a at the McDonald's outside of Yankee Stadium, <laughs> right underneath, right, right underneath the train selling uh, Yankee shirts and shit. <laughs> yeah, trying, trying to make a living. Wait, wait, Papi, I gave you, I gave you a good deal. I gave you a Papi two for ten, two for ten. Hey man, nah, it's a fact though. I mean, that's what happens when you cheat, bro. You don't. Hey, that's why you don't cheat, and it's crazy because it's like. And and once it came out that and you know we wasn't really thinking that Alex Court was gonna be like bro I forgot look, he was on the team for that shit <laughs> yeah he was he was a bench coach yeah he was a bench he was a bench coach and then when you know they said that the Red Sox was involved in it I'm like hmm what's the common denominator here between the 2017 Astros uh, World Series and the 2018 Red Sox World Series I thought and, they were gonna be cheating too but. yeah it's crazy it's crazy. Alice Cora was really was really in the middle of both of, of both of that, and the worst part is is that as a Yankee fan, we lost to both of those teams in the playoffs. So imagine what would happen if we wasn't if if we wasn't cheated. They wasn't cheating. Yeah, yo, uh, dodged the bullet there on that one. Absolutely, and I was all on the picking Alex Cora over um Aaron Boone because I think Aaron Boone's first year he was really good. And bro, that shit is just so wild. Um. Simply because the fucking Astros just fired them right after, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. right, they, right, they, right, yeah. rightfully so. How could how could you? I mean, they, the the president had to have known what was going on, but I guess pending the investigation, they was trying to see what was going to happen. Yeah, they all did. I mean, there's no way you could have been blind to this, and they did it impromptu to save face for the organization. It just kind of it's just kind of rings hollow because Cora's name. I'm not Cora. Uh, Hinch's name will be tarnished. The GM Lunho's Lunau, sorry, Lunau's mm-hmm. name will be tarnished. A championship but, now has an asterisk next to it. Yep, but all that revenue that the owners raked in, hey, look at that. You only have to the, the fine was only five million dollars, but I saw a report that said yeah, the that's Astros, the max. That's the the Astros they could give. In, uh, yeah, but they pulled in eighty-five million dollars in uh, postseason revenue, like playoffs and right. world series so like five million dollars is really nothing mm-hmm. that's, 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 that, that, that's not really what's hurting it's really more so the general manager and aj hench getting here but now they're fired so there's that yeah because they, the, they, they, they do a good ass gm like yeah exactly and and they they get their first and second round draft picks taken for the next two years which is like it doesn't mean as much as if it was like basketball or like football but still it's like the cream of the crop of the draft is like, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you just got a really good GM that just is out of a job now. So I don't know. And then you also got to uh, remember, uh, I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the season. Well, in the postseason, the assistant general manager was in hot water because of the comments he made towards uh, one of the female reporters about uh, and it was like when when they signed Osuna. 
and he had like the yep. like 66 game domestic violence thing and then like in the playoffs he like like screamed at a yeah uh, right the uh, um, the assistant general reporter yeah he was I like remember, that's yep. why we got him that's why we got him or something like that and, so he was and, already and he's been yes yeah, yeah. so the Astros were already like like yo they kind of doing some shady stuff over there and then John Boy came out with this stuff and then just the wheels fell off the bus John Boy John, John Boy dropping that video that was like one of the craziest things watching from a fan perspective because you can see it and then it's like you can see that the the and and people are watching like baseball like that on the regular but like when you when you hear the fucking the doom doom and for when a, when a change up is coming it's crazy like yo they really was che- out here cheating like nobody was gonna find out and the average fan does like 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 you said the average fan doesn't know like I would never like I watch a good amount of Yankee games and I, I would never love it. I would <laughs> fucking love it. I'm so tired of fucking Astros losing to the Astros. Yeah, I'm tired of the Red Sox too, but now they're about to fucking cheating. Like you would never know. Like you would just think, oh, that's just regular stadium noise, like that banging. Like you know, like I can uh, at the Progressive Field for the Indians. Like they have like that drum, or at the Oakland Athletics, they have like drum. So you're just thinking it's like random, like stadium noise. You're not thinking, oh damn, they're actually like calling the pitches from the bullpen or from the Mm -hmm. dugout, I should say. Yep. But what surprised me about this whole thing is that um, there was no players that ended up getting in trouble for it. And to be honest, I, I mean, I want to hear y'all insight on it, but I personally think that players definitely should have been penalized. And I'm not saying, like, you know, the dudes that aren't on the team anymore, but, I mean, obviously, like, dudes like Brian McCann that's retired or Carlos Beltran that's now, like, the um, the, 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 Mets, the Mets manager. But, like, you know, the Altuves, the Carlos Correa's, like, the Marisnik's, like, those kind of dudes. Like, what do, y'all, what do y'all think about the players getting fined for it or even suspended? My thing is, um, just with that is, how do you do that um, effectively? And also, the MLB is a business, and the Astros are some of the biggest stars. Um, I do, I think they, I guess, I, I do agree they should, there should have been some sort of punishment. But it's like, if you take the whole team and be like, all right, who was doing it? You know what I mean? Who exactly was doing it? Um, I feel like that's just a little difficult for them to narrow it down. And it's like, it's either like all or nothing, I feel like, at that point with the players. Because for that reason, it would be harder to narrow it down um, and be like, all right, you who was doing it and who wasn't? So it's like, you got to just, like, like I said, that that's kind of an all or nothing thing. And it's like, if you do all, what what would you do what would be fair and then like it there's definitely going to be some people on the team who weren't involved with it you know so it's yeah. like that's uh that that's my thing about the um the the players but right what i will say is um is the punishment severe enough for the team itself and and that's my whole thing is that and, and it's like all right i get it five million is a max that you can you can you can tax the franchise up, Oh, I thought. Well, you you asked the question. I thought there was there was less to it. Sorry. Continue. My my thing is, if you're asking a franchise to trade to trade a GM and a manager, or maybe not even both, just one of them, and five mil for a World Series, that's what what's stopping a, you know, what's really stopping a team from doing that? That's that's my thing. Like that's not a lot, relative. Like like you said, like money wise, it's not. And then. What they it's not like they stripped them of the World Series. So it's like for for them it's it's you have to find some way to punish the the, the team 
as a whole because that five million dollar fine is nothing, nothing yeah. to it. I mean, they took away two draft picks. They took away two. And draft that doesn't mean too. shit in baseball. I know, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, like to, I guess to answer Miles' question too. Like, how would it's hard to discipline the team because, like, all right, what if you're a relief pitcher on the team and you know they're doing it, but it's not like you actually benefit from it because you're not hitting, you know, or you're a guy that was like, nah, I'm not, I, I can, I can swing, you know, by myself. I don't need your help, you know. Uh, yeah, it just be I it just, just be hard to narrow down like and give an approximate like punishment to each player, you know, and like what would that punishment be? Like just like like a ten game suspension, like I, like it, it just be hard. Uh, but it kind of feels like I don't know. It, if the punishment isn't severe enough, the only thing else you could really do would just be take away the the championship. It's either like that's the only thing I could think of that would be more severe than this. So I don't or, think or give the players a fine. I don't. I still the, don't the think fines don't really even do anything. I mean, no, 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 I mean fine. I meant to say not a fine. I meant to say a penalty, like something like a fine or a suspension or something like that. Like I don't know. I think, and uh, this is like. Shout out to Flagrant, which again, if y'all don't listen to that, um, they were suggesting this when it came out about the uh, the the Clippers trying to land Kawhi and like Uncle Dennis and all that shit, and they were like ways to punish a team for like off like things that trying to get like bribe free agent shit like that. Um, I think that they should not allow them to be in the playoffs. Postseason ban, like in the NCAA. Yeah, postseason ban, yeah. I think that's the that's the the way to do it. Um, and it, again, it's still one of those things where it's like, do you trade a World Series for wait not a chance not having it the next year? Um, I think that's point? a little more. What's yeah, the point I think of playing? you might as well just tell them that they can't play that season. No, but they're like, but you don't tell them until. Later. You can't do that. No, nah, you can't do that. I know no, you can't no, do that. No. It'd be but, it'd be um, just messy yeah, from like, like a bunch of other perspectives. Yes, yeah, it's like you're. I I feel like that's the only way to do it because if you have players under contract who are on that team, you know, that's I because they waste because they'll play for their money and they're getting the money regardless. But it's like they're not playing for a chip, and I feel like that's the only way you can actually hurt that organization is by doing something like that. Is you know, postseason ban. If I get tra- what if I got traded to the Astros before all this? Like if I was on like the Cubs and I got traded to the Astros and then they issued that ban, I had no knowledge of it. Like that kind of that's not fair to me. Like I wasn't a part of it. Yeah. I just I just got here. Yeah, maybe we'll get a bonus or some shit. Tough shit. It it's, it sucks, but it's like it's like when SMU got the death penalty in college football. It's like it's it's tough to really do that, but at the same time, it's like well, organizations gotta got has to have some sort of real punishment to deter things see, like this from happening it, again. And that's the only problem is that it's just like the difference between it. Why why I feel like it would be easier to do that in a college setting versus doing it in a in a um in a professional setting is because one you got people under contract, contracts run out run out a lot of times, and people free agency happens from year to year. A lot, most of the, the the players that are in college, and I use football as, as an example, they don't, they can't declare until three years after three years of eligibility, and oftentimes, now more so than ever, people are transferring. But people didn't used to transfer like that before, so it was just like the people that were in on it kind of, you know, had to suffer through it, you know. Like whereas in the and we're in the um MLB, it's like the people that are on contract, they'll have to suffer for it, but most people just won't pull up to the team so i don't know 
And most people think, not pulling up to the team are players asking for trades and shit. Yeah, that, I don't know. Organization. Me, I, I feel like that's the only way you can act, like effectively punish an organization. It affects yeah. the MLB though. It affects the MLB's okay. bottom line. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then the MLB's but not going to do that. Like, it goes on what kind of stance do you want to take if you're the MLB. If you, it, it'll yeah. also affect the organization if you say, like, all right, well, George Springer is getting a 80-game ban. Jose, I, this is drastic. I'm not saying that this has actually happened, but are they saying, like, oh, Jose Altuve is going to get a disamount ban type shit? So it's like, I don't know. I just don't think that because the players knew about it, then they were the ones that were, like, you know, they were the ones that were actually like carrying out with it. Like you have to hold them accountable. And to what extent, to be honest, I don't know, but I don't know. I just don't think, I just don't think that, you know, the player shouldn't be held accountable to, if you're going to suspend the coach, it doesn't make sense. Why Altuve Springer Correa, like those dudes, like who are well in on it, you know, and even this year when they were accused of it, they tried to blow, blow it under the bridge. Like, like they were crazy for thinking that it happened. So Something so I, I feel like they they didn't do enough even for what they did do, but um I do think it's it's good that Alex Cora is gonna get his too because he definitely deserves that. The mastermind apparently like apparently AJ Hinch was against it and would like uh, tamper with the uh, monitors and stuff like that so they couldn't see like the, the video feed from center field, and Alex mm. Cora would uh you know go right back and fix it or like just find another method to do it. Wild, but you know, cheaters never prosper. I mean, they, they uh, yeah, they, they did win a world series, though. Over, you know, stop, they did stop us from winning a world series. Who's to say that Joe Girardi wouldn't still be the uh, Yankees manager if, if the Yankees win that? Like, if they get past the Astros in 2017 and let's say they win, the yeah, series, maybe, um, you know, Girardi, they wouldn't rob him judge for that uh, MVP as well. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's so funny because a lot of that, the science and stuff went on at home. And um, somebody saw, like, I read somewhere that, like, Jose Altuve split, like, at home versus on the road were, like, basically, like, virtually the same. So it's just like, I guess maybe it didn't affect him personally as much as it, no, it would have affected like won. And I know you're yeah. going to, like, you know, the awards are supposed to be based off regular season, but I think if the Yankees won, it wouldn't have gave Altuve the fucking MVP. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's that's probably a valid a valid point too. But still, um, yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I don't know if Judge would if Judge would have won, how we how we have won. Altuve had an outstanding year that year, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if um you like one would consider stripping like the MVP from uh, Altuve. No, no, he wouldn't get stripped. I just think that like if. They like it's to say they didn't cheat or they got caught. That I think that if the Yankees end up winning that series, then people would have been like, "Oh, his impact was greater." Yeah, that's a valid point. I still do think that his impact on the Yankees is greater than Otuve's impact on the Astros. Yeah, but the uh, but that Astros team was just, was just so good. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah we that, had a discussion that. about baseball MVPs and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's yeah. There it is. So we don't even got to get the touch back on that. But yeah, long story short, y'all, the Astros are cheaters. The Red Sox are cheaters. The Yankees have 27 world championships. <laughs> you love to see it. You know the fucking vibes? All right. All right, John, where are we going next? Your turn. We're, we're going to talk about this past weekend. Oh, shit. 
I'm gonna let our red, our red. Well, do you want to talk about the Ravens first? Yeah, Ravens. Uh, Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let our, our our resident uh Ravens fan speak. Yeah. Um, for you guys who don't know, um, I I attended this game. Um, this is my first NFL game. I'm really excited. First quarter energy was great. Um, but we also noticed something in the first quarter, which was my issue pretty much the whole game. Why? Please riddle me this. Why would the team that broke the NFL rushing record not run the ball? Does anyone have any answers? Because I don't want to hear, but Mark Ingram was hurt, but we have two great backs behind him, and he wasn't hurt. And even if he was limited, you can still put him in as your second secondary back, or even your third back, because like I said, you have two great running backs there. What the fuck? I know I noticed, but I'm just gonna try and keep going. Um it's it's I and out from being there, it was really windy. I don't know what the broadcast was saying, but it was really windy. Um that's still not not an excuse. Um, I don't think Lamar was sharp, but I think that is hard to get momentum when you're not making plays like the off. And the thing is, we had more like total yards of offense, um, probably up until the fourth, but we couldn't. The the offense could not finish or score. We had the turnovers. It was disgusting. But the biggest thing to me is, we are a running football team, and me and the people around me had discussion because I like honestly. Bro, the, I was in a good section. Um, but like why are we I understand in the beginning if you want to pass on first down and throw people off, that's cool. But to do it repeatedly, passing on first and second repeatedly, um it's like no one's gonna care, and I say this about any football team, where it's pretty much like unless you're Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, or a quarterback that can make something out of nothing, um, like straight up, like make something out of nothing, like who have dealt with having just a one-dimensional offense before, you know? Um, if you want your passing offense to work, you need to establish the run because you need to have a threat on the other end or else they'll just load up on the secondary. And... The Titans, like, I'm not even trying to take away too much from the Titans play great. Um, I'm going to talk about them after, but is right now it's just about the Ravens because, like, fucking um, Lamar said it. Like, they all, he was like, we, we beat ourselves in the sense that we got these opportunities and we didn't make anything of it because we did. Granted, the wide receivers had a bunch of drops, which hurt. Um, but at the end of the day, they didn't show up. And I think the main reason is they got zero flow because there was no run game established. And like Lamar's going to run regardless, but there were lanes there. Like it's to me, it's like the only explanation I have is Greg Roman was doing too many fucking interviews that he just blew it. Like that's the only thing. And that's what sucks is we're most likely to lose both coordinators this offseason. So it's like, I don't even know what things are going to look like next year outside of like, talent wise but still we have like a bunch we have some key free agents like i I don't fucking know what's gonna what's gonna happen 
Um, so that that hurt. Um, and chat because shout to the defense for holding it down as long as it could. Um, because we were in the game for a while, you know, they did uh, give us some big plays, and I, I honestly I did kind of want the Ravens to lose one game before the playoffs. Just um, I feel like. I feel like they might have been looking ahead too much going into this game because uh, the Titans are hot. I mean, we've said it here. We said it last week about the Titans looking like that Giants team, and I do think that. But the Titans are hot. They're a good team. They're playing well. But the one thing which has been pissing me off, I do not want to hear shit about Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) I don't want to hear a damn thing about Ryan Tannehill. At the end of the day, Derrick Henry is leading this team to all its success. He's been able to do Derrick Henry things. Sure, you want to say Ryan Tannehill managed better, that's cool, whatever. At the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill ain't doing shit. He's being an average quarterback, which is he's not winning you the game, but he's not losing you the game. I.e. Dak Prescott. At the end of the day, oh, Derrick John is just being the best running back in the NFL. And it's dope. It's, you know, it hurts as a Ravens fan. I'm, I don't want the Titans win. I don't want to see the Titans in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see Ryan Tannehill in the Super Bowl. Um, but no, like it's really dope. The run they have, this is great. If they ride this hot streak all the way out, it'll be cool. It'll be a great story. Full on Cinderella season there. Um, but yeah, like they they came, they came to play, they did what they had to do. And you know, Raven shit the bed. That's difficult to admit from a fan standpoint. But um I'll say this about Santa Hill. I think even though like combined the two games that he's played in the divisional wildcard rounds, even though it's a combined 160 yards that he's thrown for, that's mainly because he hasn't have had to do, you know, things that he's been doing during the regular season, you know. AJ Brown is another another example who had like four 100 yard games right back before, um, you know, up to leading leading up to the playoffs. But this has been a Derrick Henry show. Like I like I completely agree with what you say about Derrick Henry. I Derrick like Henry's AJ a, Brown a lot, but it's like yeah. he's, he didn't win. The, he didn't win that game. Like you know what oh, I mean? Thousand, like, thousand, thousand, thousand percent. No, he did it. He definitely did it. And and Derrick Henry was thousand percent doing Derrick Henry things. But if Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to pass the ball, then and they still winning games, then by all means they'll do what 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 they got to do with Derrick Henry, because they Ryan Tannehill has thrown the ball, and that's what was winning them games in the regular season. What got them to the playoffs? At the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill is the reason why they got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, even though Ryan Tannehill is just it, it, even though, even though Ryan Ryan Tannehill is just like doing kind of like whatever right now. Now nah, I wouldn't even say yeah. He's, he's game managing. He, yeah, he's game exactly. managing right now. This is this is the Derrick Henry show. If we're being completely honest, so um, and that's okay. But I don't. I feel like I'm seeing things, more things talking about Tannehill because it's like oh this whole comeback story, and not enough on. It's more of it's like there's talking about more of Derrick Henry's individual things as opposed to his overall impact on the team. And they're that that's it. They're just like, yo, Ryan Tannehill, he's brought them here. Ryan Tannehill got them to the playoffs. Derrick Henry is winning them these games. Yep. But overall, um, I don't know. I think the Ravens 
I mean, even though the Ravens have been have been historically good team, I I don't like the the narrative that people have been saying that the Ravens lost this game. That I mean that the, that the Ravens um I mean that the that the um Ravens lost this game and not the the Titans won it. Like I thousand percent believe I, I I thousand percent believe that the Titans won this game because they dominated on the ground. They, they their defense was dominant and they were great on fourth down stopping the Ravens and that's that was a key thing for me the Ravens being all four and fourth those down. fourth down play calls are terrible by the way yeah no 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 thousand percent they were terrible I, I really think Greg Roman like either got an offer quietly or is doing something and just did not care about this game and yeah. again the Titans won this game but the Ravens shit the bed yeah thousand percent I, I really think it was it looked like we had even on defense for a point. But um, I think Celine Dufresne. It really looked like we had our old offensive coordinator. The way the freaking offense looked, it looked like fucking what's his name, Marty Morningwood came back and just was like, you know what, Lamar, I'm gonna let you throw, but here's Joe Flacco's playbook. But it's crazy them being all four when they were like eighty percent on third down or not third down, fourth down all season mm-hmm. is like, I don't even know how to how to really react to that. Because they were really just, I don't know, they just folded, folded bad, and it was like, I, no, no, I know, I knew the Titans were playing, were playing great, but now it's like they have serious momentum going into the next round. Um, and it, that's gonna be a great game seeing them them against the Chiefs. Uh, honestly, I think that's gonna be the, mm-hmm. the 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 better of the two the antithesis of each other. Yeah, literally, you got the one team that's playing old school football versus the team that's new school football, you know, ground and pound versus, you know, air it out. So I, I, I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I mean, I, if I'm being honest, I would have rather have seen um, Lamar versus uh, the versus Mahomes, But I, I think I could, I, I, I could live with this matchup. <sighs> the Dolphins low key, uh, low key, uh, fuck this. Cause I think we would have beat the Patriots easily. Yeah, it's possible. We, I mean, during the regular season, so I mean, we, that's what we can go off of. But yeah. anyway, um, JT, do you have anything to add? Cause I was about to do a great transition, but I don't, I don't know if you have anything to add. No, nah, you should have just did the transition. I was going to, but you know, I wanted to be respectful of our co-host. I had uh nothing to add, really. I mean, honestly, it's just Tannehill's having a Mark Sanchez type postseason run. Game managed. Your bread and butter, which is ground and ground and pound, let your defense win you the game. That's it. So you saying that uh, what you call it is Thomas Jones, basically, and and you know I mean, what he's, he's Thomas Jones times like five. He's no, Thomas he, Jones and Leon Washington put together. And Sean Green, yeah, and Sean Green, Sean Green. Yep, that's a fact. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I got I got to show love to all the Jets running backs. That's a fact. Sean Green. Yeah, he real shit. Two, he, put up, he put up two touchdowns against the Bengals that year um, in the playoffs. Yeah. Sean Green was nice, bro. Hey, did you know on that jump pass, Mariota was in the game? Really? Yeah, he lined up out wide. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. they've they've been they've been doing that. They've they be putting him in for poor um, <laughs> <for> Mariota. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see yeah. that they that hit him with his beard? They said he looked like a, he looks like a Hawaiian Aaron Rodgers, and he actually does. What's up, dog? Oh, why Aaron Rodgers? Hey man, look if if they win the Super Bowl, he's gonna take that shit. It is what. Oh, it is. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, shit, crazy. Speaking yeah, of, yeah, they uh, should honestly let him play against the Chiefs since he beat him last time. <laughs> hey right. man, look, hey, 
you never know. Crazy. It, it, it's funny, but because and speaking of Aaron Rodgers, it's like it's kind of like even though the Packers game went the way that I I felt like like it did, it's like everything else in divisional weekend kind of happened the way that I thought it would. Like I knew I knew the Packers were gonna win. I knew the 49ers were gonna win. Um, the only game that was like really debatable was the Chiefs game, and that's how was. much of a blowout the Chiefs game was. Oh, bro, but fuck the blowout. It, it looked like it was gonna be a blowout on the other end at first. Roller coaster of emotions. I was driving, so I listened to. Um, I think I started listening at the half or right before. The, yeah. Oh, um, you started listening to the game at the half. Yeah, oh bro. man, the game the game was like over by that point. Crazy enough, which is like ridiculous considering like how the first quarter went. Yeah. Well, um, Pat Mahomes is really he's Giannis of the NFL. Just straight up, you made him in in 2k or you made him in madden and you just put everything all the way up and was like go do you and i I really feel bad for anybody who's about to play the chiefs because i because they're they're awake and travis kelsey having a three touchdown game was great for him patrick mahomes coming alive the way that he did after they were down 24 to nothing was great um bro with the looks that the ravens tight ends had that a lot of them dropped Bro, Travis Kelsey is going to eat. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it's very it's very tough that the, like what's about to happen with the Chiefs compared to the rest of. I, I don't know. Offensively, they're definitely the best team that that we have left. But the way that they turned up on defense was was very impressive too. I think that's the most underrated thing that we're just not talking about because even though they ended up being down twenty four nothing, they only let let up another touchdown through three quarters. And yeah, and they they make they made great plays. Uh, that third and that third and two that ended up becoming a fourth fourth and one that the Texans decided to kick a field goal on. That is where the turning point in the game for me was. Yeah, that was a stupid and, decision. And I, you you just gotta know and like and 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 after that when they went for the punt, like on the ne- on the ne- the fake the fake punt on the next drive, it's like damn, like so you're gonna go for a fake punt. On your own territory, but not go for it. Fourth and one with Deshaun Watson, it just it just doesn't it just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like the way that this game was man- managed from a coaching standpoint. So I will say that coaching was one of the reasons why the Tex- the, the Texans. Lost. But um, I don't know. I, I think they 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 um they they fold they folded bad, and I I don't necessarily blame Deshaun because he was put in the position that. Dude, the offense you know. did like the offense put up solid numbers. Yeah, overall the offense definitely did put up solid numbers, but you know you gotta capitalize and you gotta try and you know add points to where you can. You know, like momentum is really crazy, especially in playoff football when you're the road team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so you 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 gotta really understand like how to, you know. Step, step your, put your foot on the opponent's throat when you can. So, yeah, that just reminded me when you said about momentum being a road team. Yeah, there was a point on Saturday where you can, like, in our section, and you know, it's not like we were close. You can hear the cheerleaders. I've never heard the cheerleaders at a football game. Yeah, that's that's how quiet the shit was. That's not good. But yeah, bro, the the Chiefs looking wild, and I. I think that the the Texans offense did a pretty solid job. It was just the defense was there's nothing they could have done. 
I mean, I'm sure there are things they could have done, but it doesn't feel like it with the way that Kansas City was rolling. Does yeah. not feel like it. It it was it was like there was he was unconscious at that point. He was getting out of the pocket. He was running down the field. He was. I said it's really Steph Curry. Yeah, he he was flying. Yeah, for real. That might be his cousin for real because they really own some light skin shit. But anyhow, I'm not <laughs> here to talk about light skins. Light skin um, game breakers. Yeah, facts. He was really just diamond, and Kelsey came alive too. And they were just mm-hmm. like, it, it, it was different. I, I honestly, I was very excited to see it because it was like I haven't seen Mahomes like that probably since he played against Arizona the second time. No, not not against Arizona the second time. No, no, um, probably um, what what wait, what game was it? It was um. It was one of the games that he played in the second half. I got to look it up. But yeah, facts. He um he was unconscious. And they were the best second quarter team all year. And putting up 28 points, I believe that it was, in the second quarter was unprecedented, especially in the way that they did it. They put up like three touchdowns in three minutes or something crazy like that. Yeah. What do you do about that? You just can't really do anything with a defense mm-hmm. and special teams helping them out. I would I would be content as even though like I don't like I don't really I don't know if I want to see like I think it's other teams I would prefer to win right now just because the Chiefs like that Pat Mahomes still on his rookie deal and shit but um I think Andy Reid finally getting one would be awesome but he needs to he's yeah. too overdue yo yeah too but, overdue for one I was thinking about this or talking about it because it's like people a lot of people don't think he's that good of a coach because he's never won it which is not the case like he's fucking great and I think he has a better coaching tree than Belichick but um my my thing is I, if you're Andy Reid right and you finally win after all that imagine how hard coming back the next season would be yeah it would be like how I felt like how Dirk was after T1 where he was literally like yeah I didn't know what to do <laughs> like the next year but um yeah no i mean i, th- I think it'd be cool and the chiefs like you said bro they're they're cooking right now and uh yeah i mean i just think both games are gonna be good but yeah. uh in regards to the afc for next week for the championship games i got the chiefs going to the super bowl though i, I think oh yeah i i do and i and, and i'm not disrespecting anything that the texans are doing derrick henry's gonna eat if but... we talk if, if we talking about a team that can, you know, has offensive firepower. There's there's nobody stopping Mahomes. There's nobody stopping Mahomes last year, even at at his uh, at the, the with the best defenses. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't think that there's anybody stop, stopping Mahomes and what they what they got planned for this Texas team. Nobody stopping Derrick Henry either. But you know, chew that clock. But you talking about a team that can score three touchdowns in three minutes? Watch out, man. Yeah, I think that Derrick Henry's gonna have a big game, but it's just not gonna like make that big a difference because they're just gonna the Chiefs are just gonna keep scoring. <laughs> like they're just they're just gonna run it up. Like they're they're the freaking the D'Antoni sons at this point on offense. Yep. And I mean that's basically the AFC. AFC was AFC was great. Um but the NFC, um, well, Justin, you can talk about about the NFC for a little bit. I'm tired of speaking. Or just anything in general, Justin, you're going to add to this conversation? Uh, 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 wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I was just letting you all rock. You know, uh, y'all was having a good flow. Uh, only way the so, Titans uh, win the game is uh, 
if they control the time of possession and like control as in dominate. Like it's got to be like thirty. It's got to be Andy Reid like, Eagles level. Yeah, like they have to Shout keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. I'm assuming it's going to be another cold and frigid day in in uh, Kansas City, so that kind of benefits them. And just yeah, wear out that defense. That's honestly the only way. And you got to for. I mean, you see what the tight the, the 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 Texans did. You know, for some special teams turnovers. That's what you got to. That's how you win the game. Yeah, I still just think it's it's like it doesn't matter how much time Pat Mahomes have. It's enough time. Like it's almost he'll like fi- he'll find the time. It's enough time, bro. Him and the offensive weapons they have, they always have enough time. Just does this Cinderella story uh, run out now? I mean, they they literally have just been gigantic underdogs the entire time like even when they went up against patriots you know it's the patriots were a shell of themselves i don't think a lot of people gave them a chance to go into foxborough then to go up against arguably the best team in the nfl i mean not saying that i I think the chiefs will win but i think it's going to be a lot closer i think it's going to be a one possession game down the stretch no no definitely definitely think that is going to be a close game uh or at least well, it's closer than the last Chiefs game that was played. I don't think they're going to blow them out. But I personally think that nobody's stopping Mahomes. That, that's that's my that's my thing. And this is like all types have come back into, you know, midseason form for, for that to happen. That 51-point outburst is – it literally opened the floodgates for them. And now they're on – they're also on a seven-game winning streak. That team they lost to, ironically enough, was the Titans. So – I don't know if luck is luck is gonna strike twice in that regard, but nah, I got I got I got my homes, man. That's what I'm rocking with. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, um, NFC, it's gonna be fucking great. Um, we're gonna see what Jimmy G is really made of. That's that's how I feel about this, because I feel like the Packers' defense is solid. Um, we already know the Niners' defense is legit. But at the end of the day, Devontae is going to be Devontae. And um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers, you know? So uh, we're, it's, bro, it's like I've, I don't know when I've ever seen the Packers this complete. Like, when I say that, I mean, like, balanced. So um, it's, it's going to be a great fucking game. I think that's going to, I, I, I think that's going to be a better game. Um, maybe just from, like, a, pure football perspective even if it's like a defensive matchup it, it might still be a great a game that i'll enjoy um you know but i i don't even know it's just aaron Rodgers type even though his offense hasn't been as wild as it have been this year but also i don't know if you guys saw the stat um about his his uh obviously they're not the home team but after uh his record at home if they have a lead going to the half did you do you see that nah what was the stat I want to get it exact, but 62-1-1 one one when leading one one. halftime at Lambeau. Oh, well, damn. That sucks that they're not about to be the home team this time. But, yeah. um, but it's okay. Yeah, nah, definitely. I think um, based off of what happened earlier in the season when uh, the, the 49ers played the Packers, um, I don't think we're going to see the same result. I think we're definitely going to see a much more competitive football game. And the Packers are much different now. I mean, not the Packers. The um, the Forty ers are much different now, especially because 
and Justin, maybe correct me. Did D Ford come back or is he still hurt? Uh, I'm pretty sure he came back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, as D Ford is back, so that's their their full pass rush is back. So it's like, um, you got Rodgers that's in um that's that's in playoff mode, um, and they also have a great running back behind them and a very a very decent defense too. So I think we I definitely think we're gonna be in for a great game. I think the 49ers will come up come out on top and be the best team in the NFC that they've continually been. But I think it'll be more of a game than it was when they played earlier in the season. Hmm. I am mad at it. So yeah, so my Super Bowl is basically looking like 49ers and Chiefs, which I would love to see. But then again, if the Packers won, I would love to see the 49. I mean the um the Packers versus the Chiefs too. Either way, it's I think Mahomes is winning this shit. All right, you think it's uh it's their year? I I I think Andy Reid is due, man. He has to be at this point. Like I do too. Um, I don't know. At the same time, it's like I feel like Aaron's only got a couple left. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Now so it's like wrong. it would be dope to 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 see him get another one, so people just put some more respect on that man's name. But. Yeah, I mean, it really, the way that that Chiefs offense is, man, I don't think there's any, even though the Niners, you know, I I just don't know if there's any defense left that can do anything or any offense that can keep pace. Yeah. I mean, even I I will say, though, um, if it ends up being Packers and uh, Chiefs, um, Zadarius Smith and the other dude, the other Smith, and Smith brothers, they with the the Chiefs offensive line, they really might, might you know, Pat Pat's gonna be a he gonna be on the move a lot. Yeah, not definitely. But you know he's Pat Mahomes, so we'll see. But yeah, he would definitely feel the pressure. Shout out to Zadarius. I I think he got. I do think he got snubbed. That's my guy. One of the few Ravens told me to have a good career. Nah, when he pulled up with the snub shirt, I was like, damn. That's crazy. Tough. Yeah. I'm not mad I'm not mad at it whatsoever. But yeah, that so I, I think it's I think 49ers and Chiefs. Y'all, what do y'all think is gonna end up being the, the matchup? Um give me Chiefs Packers. Okay. Justin? Yeah, I'll probably do that. Chiefs Chiefs Packers. And it would be fitting because it is the on the hundredth year anniversary of the NFL, it'd be a rematch of the first ever Super Bowl. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. so it's definitely going to happen. This is a setup. It is a setup. <laughs> it's all a jig. It's all the jig. Nice. You're not low, Roger Goodell. At all. But, um, yeah, it sucks that football season is coming to a close because I love football so much. Yeah, it's I'm okay. almost. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I... I See, I like I I can't say I like basketball. I love basketball too, but of the three sports, basketball is probably my least favorite. It's just that like basketball, honestly, for most doesn't really get interesting until like right before the playoffs. I won't even say right when playoffs start, like right before the playoffs, because that's what everybody's trying to like fight for seeding and like it's real like real like great games and stuff. So I don't know, man. Funny you say that because I was having this discussion the other day, and it's like I think there's NBA fans and basketball fans. Yes, and yeah. I I agree. Like it uh, for the most for most people, like it doesn't get fun until like April and then playoff time. But like I people I, like I, me and JT, I'd enjoy watching watch almost like, every game. 
I'll, I'll watch the Charlotte Hornets versus uh, Memphis Grizzlies game because I'm going to find something I like in the game. Um, you know, I watch a Cavs game. There's going to be there's somebody there. There's something in there that that is good. You know, even though the team might suck, you know, it's nice seeing like, oh, you know, what young players are playing well? Like, oh, who should I look out for? Um, yeah. You know, things like Most that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it kind of just depends. Like. I always could watch the Knicks play regardless of if we're good, if we're bad. More often than not, we're bad though, so it doesn't really make a difference. That's like, and I mean, and yeah, right. I know it's just, it just sucks. I mean, and I don't mind watching other players too, but it's like basketball and baseball are like the two sports where it's just like, all right, you might watch a game and it's literally not gonna matter at the end of the season. Football, and I will say that last why football is my favorite sport to watch because every game matters. Every game matters. All sixteen of the games that are played mm-hmm. matter at the end of the season. The Yankees being 103 and whatever, or 102 and whatever, it might not really make a difference in any situation. So, so if you can have two games on the same day, there's too many games. Yeah, in that, in in that, in that sense. But <laughs> then again, it's just like baseball. Baseball to me is just I I don't know. I guess because because the Yankees are always good. That's why it's always like fun to be invested in it. And then I have a lot of people that I just like to watch. Like you know. Mm-hmm. So on um, if I'm end up watching like an Angels and fucking like Oakland game, it's because you know I fuck with my son Mike Trout. Or if I end up watching like a White Sox and Tigers games because yo, I fuck with Tim Anderson. It's just like it's just like one of those I things. If I have Tim something, Anderson, but I can't yeah. I find it difficult watching other baseball teams. Yes, that's, 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 that's yeah. and, and that and there it is. It's like that's my sentiment when it comes when it comes to like NBA because NBA is mm-hmm. like even though there's players that I like across across like every single team, it's like it you can just tell the level of intensity in these games versus yeah. like how the playoffs is because we can we can all agree here that playoff basketball and playoff baseball is different than regular season baseball, right? Thousand percent. Yeah. And it's not a knock it's not a knock on, on anybody or the leagues, but you know, it's uh yeah, there's uh, more at stake. Yeah, that that's really what it is. It's like you know, I'm not really missing too much in the regular season. You know, you can kind of, you, you, to be honest, a casual NBA fan could get away with just following the headlines, watching a game or two, and you know, just going, just going like that, mm-hmm. keeping up with who's good and who's not, and you'll probably know who will win MVP or six man or whatever just by casually watching, unless you really like watching kind of like y'all. Or like I wouldn't say I'm like a super NBA fan, but like I watch more than enough games. I definitely watch more than enough games in a week, you know. So yeah. So I don't know. I feel that. All right. Um. But anyways, this is a perfect transition to talk about. Say perfect transition to basketball. Yeah, absolutely, and which is definitely, definitely starting to turn up. I mean. You look at you. You look at the Western Conference right now, and you know you have um, obviously the Lakers at the top, but then it's, you basically have a four-way tie. All the all the all the records aren't exactly the same, but if I'm not mistaken, between the um, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Clippers, and I'm missing one, the 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 Nuggets. Actually, yes, they're like all like either like a game, like it's either Jeff, a game or like a loss. Utah and the Clippers. And Houston uh-huh. just has um they've played uh two less games than those teams. Oh, okay. All right, got you. So then that's the yeah, the two and the six are separated by three games. 
before the 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 two and the six were separated by two, and then the Mavs lost to Denver at Oklahoma City. And look at that, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies in eighth. Teach that boy to land so his career can continue to be awesome because he's been balling. He's tough, bro. He's Shout tough, out Ryan bro. Arnold though for the nerve to send me that thing that Oklahoma's coming after Dallas. Porzingis' knee is better. He's just sick right now. I was about to say, man. Yo, how about KC, dog? Yeah. They they doing they doing some things. Did you see Shy's stat line tonight? Yeah, twenty twenty and what twelve? Wow. 2020 and 10. That's 2020 and 10. 10. Like he Jeez. was wild. And look, maybe he finished with 2020 and 12, but by, by the time I saw it, I was like, damn, he had 50 in total points, rebounds, and assists. That's pretty damn good, kid. It's 2020 and 10. And it just shows that uh, all the people are trying to say the Timberwolves are going to be good at the beginning of the season. I told y'all. All right, wait. But Carl, but Carl Anthony Towns been hurt for a little bit. I'll give a fuck. Um, they, were, they, were bad. This year? They, they were starting to get bad even when he was healthy. Yeah, they were still bad. They were on like a three three or four game losing streak when he got hurt, and it just escalated from there. Yeah, oh, they, they, lost they, they wouldn't have lost that many games. They, they, yeah, but imagine if he's been healthy for the past 14 games. I still, like, don't, I still think they just put they up. Have, yeah, I, they have 18 they wins. They score more and still lose. They, 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 they'd have 18 wins instead of 15. That's That's probably it. Yeah. So they'd be in eighth place. Yeah. Opposed to I mean, dang twelve. It's tough, but hey man. Yo, shout out to <laughs> Kyle Kuzma for playing really for really playing to try and um not <laughs> get uh to get traded. He's still getting yeah. traded. Braun getting him out of here. <laughs> Braun don't care. <laughs> oh man. All it takes is just one bad week. All right. Do you guys have any like surprises though up until this point? Because we're ba- we're basically like forty games in. Not we're we're a little bit halfway through the season now. Like like forty two outside games of the in. Raptors. No. Um, and it's so funny because I was talking to my friends about this because they were saying they because when the, at, at this point last week I think the Heat were the two seed in the in the East, and they were they were trying to tell me they were like yo. You didn't know this shit was gonna happen, and I was like, "Bro, I literally said in the in in um our NBA sports preview that Eric Spoelstra was gonna be the coach of the year." And you still can't that? pronounce his last name. Yeah, I know it's terrible. Sorry, you said, sorry. You said Spelstra. Spoelstra. I said Spoelstra. <laughs> Spoelstra is his name, but whatever. I'm gonna keep calling Spoelstra because his mama name is Spoelstra. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah, most definitely. I think the Heat probably biggest size in the Heat in the East so far, even though they um, even though they just lost to the Knicks, which is wow, ironic enough. And the Nets, but um, but yeah, you look across the board what he's been able to do put together with Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, and uh, now Jimmy Butler being the leader on that team. I love to see it, man. I, I think um, I I I definitely get. I would say uh, the biggest are Toronto, Miami. And probably OKC just not being a bottom of the barrel team, but um, definitely, bro, Bam is like just out here like Joel. Who I'm the fucking yeah. best center in the league. Like he's really like, bro. He is the key right now, and uh, him and you know Jimmy being Jimmy, but like he's just doing everything he could ask for in the center. 
So shout out to him. Um, yep. But also, who would have thought that uh, the Clippers would be fifth in the West and sixth game back of first place right now? Yep. Crazy because they're 14 games over 500, too. <laughs> that what? Good old Western like, Conference. Right? Yeah. Like they're only a half game right. out of being from in second place. Literally just a loss away. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm, I fucking love it. Well, is it more surprising that they're in fifth or that the Lakers are this far ahead of everybody? That's what that, uh, that look who the Lakers have played, bro. Like the Lakers play the Rockets this Saturday. And to be honest, if the Lakers lose, I won't be surprised. Because like I was uh, they like they played the Clippers twice and the, the Clippers beat them twice. So like, what does that really say that the Lakers are the one seed? It's like, yeah, they have a better record than everybody else, but don't let that like this is not like when Golden State was like you when they oh, when yeah, they no, were they're like, not they're not definitely not like I don't think they're dominant like that. I will say they have feasted on a lot early on, a lot of bad teams. Charlotte, Memphis, San Antonio, Chicago, Phoenix, Golden State, Sacramento, Atlanta, Oklahoma City twice, Memphis again, San Antonio again, New Orleans, Washington, uh Portland, Minnesota, Orlando, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, let's see. I, I think Phoenix that's, again, that's New Orleans, Detroit. Them, even though they have like such a big lead, I don't think of them as dominant. But but look at the teams they lose to. Look at the, I'll, I'll I'll name you the seven losses. Right, mm-hmm. the seven losses: Los Angeles Clippers twice, the Ma- Toronto twice, Raptors, the Mavericks, the Mavericks, the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Nuggets. All all teams like over five hundred. All, so all teams over five hundred. I'm not saying they're frauds. They just they just haven't played anybody they're, yet. And when they do play, people, their record is deceptive. We we spoke about this though. We we know that we know we honestly you know you know it's crazy. We spoke about this in our unreleased episode. That's that's when we spoke about this. Mm. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, so somewhere in the archives, I guess we. Well, can like, I was whatever. asleep during that one. So yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. Good, good, <laughs> good times. Unreleased times. Whatever. But most definitely the the Lakers. They, haven't beat anybody they have they really haven't i mean they they've been competitive they've been they've beat the teams that they need to beat the like the patriots they beat the team that's on their schedule but mm-hmm. when it comes down to it it's like it has to be concerning and even though it's a regular season the fact that the lakers lost to the clippers twice once without paul george and the second time they were up most of the game and the clippers came back uh and lou williams got ejected from that game so <sighs> I, 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 I don't know I, I, I don't know. They've I'm only beaten one team over 500, and it was the – actually, no, sorry, two teams. All oh, three teams then. Uh, they beat the Jazz twice. The third. They've beaten the Mavericks, and they beat the Heat. That is it of teams that are over 500. My thing, um, my thing with that is uh, I, I agree that their record is deceptive, but I still think they are a very good team that, that even if, let's say – it was them, like whoever. I still think that they are a, a one, you know, potential one seed team, um, even with their record like that. But the only difference between them and like the Patriots is that they have a talented roster. That's the difference. And I, I don't know. It's it's one of those teams, and then we already know playoff Braun is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and playoff Braun with a running mate like AD. You know, AD and the real, the real, uh, 
hand to the king and Danny Green, you know. Um yep. it's it just makes me excited for playoffs. I mean, yeah. It's with the West, the seeding does not matter in the West. Oh, like, it doesn't. Great. Outside of the seventh and eighth seed, like it does not matter. Like also right now the Spurs are tied with the Grizzlies for the eighth, which is kind of wild. Shout out my man Popovich. The damn thing. Yeah. But um man, I I love the competition in the West right now. I'm glad the Jazz are pulling pulling things together somewhat. Winning streak. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. You never know about it though. Yeah, Bogdan hasn't been uh doing I don't know. I saw this thing that was, I saw this thing on Instagram that was on my explore page that was uh trying to say he was padding stats because he's just been scoring and hasn't been doing anything else. <laughs> it's a job. Yeah. Was, right. That was his job on the Nets <laughs> when he was there. Just score. Yeah. Oh, boy, man. That's really crazy. Yeah. I just I just did the math in my head. The Lakers only have four wins against teams. Of their 33 wins, they have four against over 500 teams. That's wild. Isn't that something? That, Isn't, that, 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 that has to be concerning to y'all. Like, like I don't know. I, I, I told my people that are Lakers fans, it's like, yo, they're... They're four wins against um, above 500 teams and how many games? Of their, their, of their 41 wins... I mean, sorry, of their 41 games, right? They've won 33. Uh-huh. Four wins have come against. Yeah, but how many, how many times have they played teams over 500 is my question. Oh, they've played them. Um, all seven of their losses. Yeah, all seven of their losses. All of their losses over. are to all teams of the All of their all seven, seven losses are to teams huh. that are better than them. They are oh. four and they're four and seven against teams over 500. Huh. Not saying yeah. that other teams are probably much better. Like I'm sure the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers have much more losses to them, but they definitely have much worse losses than the Lakers do. Like that. That's the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers. Is that the Lakers beat who they have to beat? The Clippers just beat the good teams, except for the Rockets. They can't beat the Rockets. There's like their schedule picks up. Like they're gonna do the Rockets on Saturday. Then they go to Boston. Then they're in New York and Brooklyn. Then they're and then they go to Philly. Philadelphia. And then they then they come back home. Then they come back home for the for the Clippers. This is going to be a, a good, good stretch for them. Their East Coast trip. Yep. That Philly that Philly game is going to be the game though. That's going to be the one that I want to see because Philly is a type of team, and we saw it on Christmas. Philly can play up to the teams as good as the Bucks, but then they go down and they just play bad. Like they go through these bad stretches. Philly where they, plays they, like a young team. Like yeah, they, that's that's it. But it's like. Oh man, not this. I, I don't. I, I don't like to, to 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 blame coaches, especially in the NBA, because it's difficult to really say that overall coaching has has an effect on teams, unless you're it's Spolstra or um Popovich, you know. But I don't know. This might be on Brett Brown, you know. Um, think about think think about that stretch where they where they lost six after after beating. I've seen Bucks. I've seen Brett, Brett Brown get out coached. I, I yeah. can see that. Also, I feel like as a coach, you know, the idea is to get the most out of your players, deal with the personnel you have. We've spoken at length that's how Ben Simmons is not a good fit for Joel Embiid, but also yep. as a coach who's had him, um, you gotta you gotta force Ben Simmons to shoot. Like, you gotta make him shoot. You have to make him do something differently. Like we talked about the thing that apparently they do in practice, 
where's that shit in the game? Like they got, he it, has to do right? something. He say, has to, like, you gotta be like, yo, if you don't take, like, if you don't take two threes this quarter, if they leave you wide open, I'm pulling you for the rest. Like, I'm pulling you the next quarter. Like, that, that's what it's gotta come to. Because that shit's not gonna win them games that matter. Joel Embiid cannot, Joel Embiid, like, great player, he's not gonna win you a seven game series. And we know damn well Ben Simmons playing the way he is. Currently, is not going to make seven it through a seven-game series. series. Is the question? He can't make it through a seven-game series, and he got to put the whole damn team on his back because Ben Simmons is out here being light-skinned Draymond Green, as you would say. I'm telling you, he's like he's he's Draymond Green with an Australian accent and can't shoot. I mean, but you also have to look at uh, Ellen Brandon and the makeup of this team. I mean, I think you all you guys all saw the reports that they're looking for perimeter shooting, and one of the players that they're interested in is Robert Covington. The guy that they traded, yeah, they traded. Oh my last God, year. Bro. Now, yes, it did. It did get you know. It kind of got. It got them Jimmy Butler. But I mean, at the end of the day, that only got you to a second round, and Jimmy walked because yeah. y'all because they decided to go with Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy would. I don't think he would have been a good fit long term because them damn kids. Yeah, probably, it was probably they got two kids that got too much motherfucking. They couldn't accept him being the star last year, and if they he did, they the, probably would have won the series. He's with the right kids now, though. Oh, absolutely. No, he is. Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm are, sure, these I'm kids sure Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero love him. Yep, that's <laughs> those kids. Are, the kids he's playing with aren't entitled. That's a fact. They don't. They didn't come into the league thinking they're the guy. You know what? I would love to see a Miami Heat in um Philly Philly uh, first round. I would fucking love it. I would love six. to see. I think and, the Heat win too. Uh, I can't it, say it because because the Sixers yeah. blew them out the other. Uh, I think in a seven game series, in a seven game series with one Jimmy Butler playing against an old team, are, are we finally about to see what happened in the gym? With absolutely when he what what, what he did against uh, I, I don't think he and, has. And I don't think he has the same amount of animosity as he does to those kids. But um, I think he would he would cook them. And this is this is with the Sixer team right now. I think if they somehow pull together a great trade, then maybe. And I think they, I think the trades last year were good. I know giving up Covington and Sarge was a lot for Jimmy, but I think the roster they had last year was a championship caliber roster. They just couldn't pull it together. Felt like a panic move, though. It was a very win now. Yeah, move. and and if they won now, so was getting Kawhi was a win now. Yeah. Yeah, but that's I like. But I think the so makeup think, of the makeup of yeah. the Raptors was better suited than. But dude, bro, with JJ Redick, and then you add Tobias and the way Tobias was playing, and then you have Jimmy, the like Jimmy being Jimmy. The problem was they didn't accept Jimmy. I think that's on the that's on team chemistry. I don't think that's not on the. If you just look at the roster on paper, that was a championship caliber roster. Yeah, I don't. I guess, but it didn't even make them the best. It didn't even make them the second best team in the league. In the in because the, the Bucks were blowing everyone out. They, well, they weren't the second best team in the league strictly based off the roster. Off of uh, what do you call it? Oh, the Sixers roster. Yeah, after no. the trade. No, who had a better roster? Warriors, Raptors in the East. Oh, in the East, the Bucks and the Raptors. The Bucks and the Raptors have a better had a better roster. Because if look at all right, look look at what the bench was for the Sixers last year. Because you had even though you have Jimmy coming off the bench, I mean not Jimmy, uh, even though you had JJ Reddick coming off the bench, that's really all you had. Mm. Yeah, Mike Scott, uh, James Ennis, like yeah, they were scrubbing some bench players. That's fair. 
But still, I think in like in seven game series, you're shortening your rotation anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, I get that. I mean, and, and I understood the move when Elton Brand made it. I, I, that's I what I'm saying. I think it. that they, I think that if they can figure something out, maybe. But I think right now, going back to my original point, in a seven game series with these rosters, I think the Heat beat the Sixers. Oh, yeah, Heat. It would be. It would be tough. Oh man, I. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he was. Jimmy's putting up a. Jimmy would put up a forty piece in oh, one. At least, at, 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 at least, at least one of the games. Bro, Ben Simmons. We, we bro, ben Simmons is ending a, a game with, if not a donut, five points. I can't see it. At least one game. I can see it. At I least can one see game. a five point game. I can see a five point. It'll be like a five, game. five five points, eleven assists, twelve. Nah, right it will be. It will be five, seven, and nine. <laughs> a real Draymond Green stat. Yep. Except he doesn't really make anybody better. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, oh, he doesn't. Like at least Draymond Green in the half court can semi facilitate. Like what the, the 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 bread and butter and Jared Dudley said it last year, and we all agreed he's way better in transition than in the half court because half court Ben Simmons is garbage. Half court Ben Simmons yeah. is fucking useless. He's when you make a he's <laughs> Ben Simmons is when. You start playing 2K, and you pick your archetype as a slasher, like, and you don't get to upgrade your three-point shot yet. You were like, oh, I want to be able to finish. And you, you just left your shooting. So you're at like a 70, 72 overall right now. That's tough. There is no threat to shoot. You are literally Man. playing four-on-five basketball. Yeah. Long story short, on the NBA, the West is really good. The Heat are good. The Sixers might be frauds. Debo's coming back. Yeah, he's coming. Shout out we the have... Pacers for staying afloat, man. Ten games over yeah, five hundred. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Speaking of people coming back, by the time this podcast is out, I think Zion might have played his first game Thursday. He coming back. Oh, well, he's easy. There's only one report. Ah, uh, come on, come on! Yo. I'm telling that day that even got out. I was working the ticket. Hey. I was like, I saw the Zion. Oh, I'm like, be out on Thursday morning, barring any technical difficulty. <laughs> I saw that news come out. I'm like, oh, it's lit. But only the dude from SiriusXM was was reporting it. I didn't see Waj. I didn't see Shams. No, no, no. If Waj didn't report it, then that's what I'm saying. I was dead. I was dead at my desk, and I'm waiting. I'm like, all right, Waj, Waj, Shams, like Chris Broussard, somebody like more relevant. Tweeted out, nobody said anything. And even uh when they put out their injury report, they didn't even list him as like uh Bro, man was sleeping on the bench, dog. I would be too. First uh, of all, he shouldn't play this season. What? He's too damn fat. People deserve a chance. All right. He is yeah. uh you know who doesn't deserve a chance? His fucking knees if you play him this season. He's too damn fat. Fucking you're just gonna he's he doesn't have good mechanics either. So he's just gonna get hurt again. Robert Trailer was fat. He oh, survived. Let's not let's not hope that, John. I don't hope that, but like from especially listen, we have these conversations on my internship too, especially from like the field I'm in, bro. Like it doesn't make sense. If you're gonna try and you're gonna try and teach him a new way to walk and run right now, and you're still gonna try to have him come back and play like he's gonna learn it in a, what a couple months. Um, so it's that. Along with the fact that they shouldn't 
teach him that until he slims down because once he slims down, it's going to change anyway. Yeah, well, they can't, well, didn't they try and teach Steph Curry to, to walk different with the ankles or run different because uh, of his ankles? I know it was that has nothing to do with his weight, but... But with Zion, know. his weight's... Like, he needs to, to lose weight, bro. And with the amount of weight that he should lose, it would change his gait, and his gait's already messed up. So How much like, weight does he lose? Make him an actual power forward. Um, right now, Zion's a center as far as I'm concerned. Uh, weight wise, I mean, maybe weight wise, we but... had this conversation. Yeah, I would say he's a it center, would make though. the most sense to play Zion at the five. He's in only six foot, what is he? He's only six nine. In today's NBA, you should be playing Zion at the five with the size and athleticism he has because mm. he's not stretching the floor. There's just too many he's, people that's playing the five that are over six that are that are seven bro, foot right now. But his leaping ability is gonna make him up for that. Chuck Hayes played the center at six six in a in the era where there still were giant like lumbering centers and almost won a defensive player of the year. I just, I just can't see if I if I'm if I have to put Zion up against Rudy Gobert. Y'all were agreeing with me when I made this point in the beginning of the season. Remember this? Playing with the I mean in certain lineups maybe, but I couldn't I couldn't. Have him play be my my starting center, bro. You act like Rudy Gobert has a post game that he's gonna damage Zion. I'm just no, but I'm just saying. I'm like just, Zion records, up to box him out and jumps high enough to grab rebound. Like I, I'd rather have if I if I'm gonna have him on the floor, I'd rather him play the four. Yeah, next to like a Brook Lopez. How many stretch fives you're gonna get to put next to him? But also, I would also keep True. him out of foul trouble too. I don't trust. I wouldn't trust Zion enough, especially as a rookie, to not pick up two fouls in the first quarter. That's not a knock on him. I'm just saying, like, I, bro. So my my thing is right. How tall is Kevin Love? Six ten, six eleven, six ten, six ten, six ten, right? Mm-hmm. How much five does Kevin Love play? He's currently playing. And this is slim down Kevin Love, not not chunky buzz cut Timberwolves Kevin Love, right? And he's stretching the floor. Kevin Love can also you can play Zion at the five, bro. Zion, so what would Zion, so Zion would just be a traditional center then, like an Andre Drummond? He plays like one. Yeah, Zion to me is like... And Andre Drummond is, is like 6'11". He's like a four-ish. He rather, should be a four. That's what I'm saying. He needs to slim down. Because at the size he's at, bro, he's, he's got to lose weight. That's the, that's the bottom line. Much heavier is he than, uh, than uh, Julius, Julius Randle? What do you say? That's a good question. Much, how much heavier is, is Zion than Julius Randle? I, bet you I feel like that's like the similar. Listed at I, I say I say he probably got like twenty pounds on Julius. No funny. Actually, maybe not because Julius is a little on the on the punch. He's a little side. big, but Julius yeah, can Julius move. Was, but Zion's a big boy. Zion built like Derrick Henry. <laughs> nope. Nah. Because Derrick Henry Derek's is muscle. Like, yeah, Derrick's just so. Zion's Zion, Zion not Zion. Zion's not muscle. He's not as lean as Derrick Henry, bro. Bro, but he's he's a he's they have big, they have Julius oh. Randle listed at two at two fifty on ESPN. Oh no, that's so, impossible. Uh, well, at, well, two two fifty. They also maybe? have him still listed at um at six eight, and Julius is definitely six nine. It says nine is two eighty four. So, oof. uh, Man. yeah. How's a 19-year-old 284 pounds? Because he's never been trained properly. How? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. College football, you got 300-pound 18-year-olds. Damn. And they've never been but, trained but, but, properly. But, uh, okay, but yeah, they're, they're football players. That's one thing. 
But damn, yo, Zion is like that's that's a big dude. He's bigger than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Wow. Derrick Henry know. is. We were looking at this earlier today. He is. I think they have him listed as 6'3", 240, 240, 243, I think. He's like four, between 240, 250, something like that. But damn. Yeah. But, um, wow. Yeah, he's he's too damn big. He needs a good nutritionist. Fucking oh, definitely good strength good coach. Because at the end of the day, for people who don't realize, you can keep your strength without being huge. LeBron did it. He also got three kids. Shout out to Dad Strength. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> right. Oh, Shout man. out my man's Fred. I love Fred. All right, yo. What's... So, anything else on sports? Uh, No. Shout out uh, Kyrie Irving, though. Came back. You already know the vibes. Play yeah, I love to see it. I love watching Kyrie play. So... What I'm saying you it's you can't hate Ky- outside of Boston you can't hate Kyrie like Ky- like it was some it was a really good tweet I saw it was really funny it was like Kyrie is basically the baller that most people envision they would be mm. in the NBA just were stupid good handles could shoot the three and if Kyrie could, du- could if Kyrie could dunk that that'd probably be it that's the only thing missing from his game he can dunk He's just not. You know, you know I mean, like like Vince Carter type, like yeah, special watching Like um, the way Jimmy Butler described him in his Players Tribune article about toughest players he's had to guard is to it to a T. He's literally his ability to finish, um, his ability to make difficult shots and traffic, like his his handle and just the control he has and the craftiness and also just the way his mind works, like his creativity, and um him being able to get wherever he wants to go. Uh yeah, de- definitely get that. Shout out Kyrie. Um fun player to watch. Still not not can't won't lead a team anywhere, but um fun player to watch for sure. Great beta. Great beta. All right. Let's uh let's get into the he's a man. man alpha. Yes. Um hmm. Another conversation for another day, I suppose. Kyrie being a beta? No, 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 no. I'm no shame in that. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, being a, being a, a great number two is not wrong. No, no, your role, dog. Yeah. All right. Pure scorers can't be, can't lead teams. Wait, no, no, no. That's not. Wait, wait. Wait. No, what? That's not. That, that's that's not. Whoa, that's not whoa, what Gilbert whoa, whoa, whoa. said. I know what John is saying. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's not what Gilbert said. Gilbert said. Pass for no, he said pass first point guards don't win championships, and that's how it goes. That's why Steve Nash never won a ring. Jason Kidd did though. What Jason Jason Kidd won a ring, but he wasn't like, come on now, he, he was wasn't a pass first point guard. He's always been. okay. Okay, come on now. He was how old was he? He he was a year away from coaching the Nets. <laughs> Matter still no, pass first. He was he was even more pass first at that point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He he was pass he was pass. He was a pass first, pass second, pass third. <laughs> yeah, but Re- rebound fourth, still fifth. <sighs> what about Magic? Magic was a pass first point guard. He was. And, and and how much points did he average? Oh, he was a pass first point guard. You could be a pass first point guard and still still get buckets. buckets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Magic is one. All I'm saying, pure scorers can't lead a team. 
Wait, wait, time out. Rondo was a pass first point guard and he won a chip. Yeah, but he was riding who? There's Paul Pierce, right. Kevin Gar- po- you po- said, po- Don't put Paul Pierce. Don't put Paul Pierce first. Okay. So you mean to lead the team? To be to be the guy. So we, okay, yeah. Let's put it like that. Yes. Okay. Then at that point, yes. no. Yeah, you're 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 right. I think I can only really think off the top of my head two pass first point guards that let it right. Well, actually, Even no, though you're one. To... Actually, only well, one. Magic. magic. Yeah. Magic. Outside magic. of that, it's like, mm-mm. Steph Curry. Yeah, like not nah, no, not even Steph. Nah, Steph Curry's. Not not a pure scorer because he could slang that thing. No pause. All right. Yeah, well, I think we gotta go. We gotta go to NBA after that. Yeah. Speaking of no pause. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, we're uh, we're going into anime book club, guys. Um, which is dope because this is now our first part of our new show. And it's the first show that we've had that none of us have seen. So um, we did the original Berserk, um, which uh, I was wrong. It's not on Crunchyroll or Funimation or Hulu, any of that. So definitely go find it. Find that 1997 one, because that's when we're watching the original. Um, It's on Kiss Anime. It's on GoGo Anime. It's on wherever online shit's most likely illegal. Um, Yeah, don't watch the new shit. But um, yeah, so we watch episodes one through three. And um, what's cool is now you guys can run this shit because um, ain't none of us have seen it. So I'll give y'all a rundown of the first episode. So basically, what was going down is it's like a very like bleak scene, and it starts off in this fucking bar, and you know, mind you, every week we spoilers ahead, double. guys. Yes, oh, thousand percent spoilers ahead. Yes, um, mind you, every week we tell y'all tip y'all bartenders. But yeah, man, it's people chilling in the bar, whatever. And they start talking about the some dude basically and like how like shit was better before this dude came along. Mm-hmm. Um and next thing you know, all these people come up in the bar making mad ruckus with this girl, throw it to the ground, whatever. They um dudes dudes ran out, you know, they paid for their check and some coins. They ain't said they bartender, they corny for that, but you know what? I ain't mad at them. You know, they just fearing for their life. And, you know, these dudes was in, in there making a ruckus, basically um, disrespecting this girl. Nobody was really defending her. They they was feeding for her to spill something on, on some wine on the table. And they, they made her like lick it up. Next yeah, thing you know, boom. Out of that, next, next, thing, next thing you know, some dude throw an arrow at some dude's head, dies off rip. He threw it? Know, or like whatever the fuck he did. He might have pressed a button and then that shit went he over. He shot it. <laughs> English yeah. words. Threw it, shot it, fired it. He did whatever the fuck. And that shit hit that shit hit him, went right through that man's skull. And he basically, long story short, short fight. He made light work out of all of them dudes. Last dude, he threw a thing in his in his in his arm, chest area, went up to him, stepped on, stepped on it, and he was like, yo, tell your tell your leader, yo, I, I need to speak to him, type shit. Otherwise, it's clip, and yeah, that was that was basically that part of the episode. Then we, you know, more more moreover, we learned that he's a black swordsman, and I'll refer to him as find out what his real name is. 
black swordsman basically he um he eventually where where it gets back to the dude's boss and you know the dude's boss comes out with all these people on horses and shit motherfucking and, cobra yeah facts and now they're terrorizing the townspeople which wasn't really and um bro the dude basically went oh this black swordsman here huh yeah so we gonna fucking he won't we, we war? Go, i'm gonna yeah. give him more yeah fact, Fuck all these townspeople yep and then the black swordsman came out after they trying to terrorize all the all the townspeople. Yo, he was really cutting niggas in half. And mind you, in the bar, he cut one of the dudes in half. And Clean. then he, yeah, with his he, big he, ass sword, he cut two dudes in half, including the horses. These dudes were on horses, if y'all didn't know. So then, Bro, yeah, sword man. mad large. Yeah, he, he, and mind you, his sword is about the size of, uh, you know, Mandingo. This shit is big. Pause. But yeah. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> but Excuse basically, me? what's going on? I was like, this guy is wild. I'm about to say, I said, man, Diggo and JT woke right up. He was like, huh? But yeah. <laughs> Said he got Thanks. the Wesley Pipe sword. This is oh, crazy. Oh, <laughs> bro. All right. Anyhow. So yeah, so we got. Oh, what's his and, name? Was it Prince something? Sure. Nigga with the Tims, right? Wearing the Tims. Oh god, this nigga be wearing Tims in the shower. It's just crazy. Oh no. <laughs> yep. And basically, what was go- what was going on is um he was about to he was body he was bodying all the soldiers and shit, and then the one dude pulled up on him, and then they was mixing. The, the this is the dude that's the leader of all of these people, and Cobra then he Kai. was like, "Yeah, that guy, Kobukai," and basically he was like, "Yeah, human can't beat me." Then he went full out snake mode. Like I was getting real Orochimaru vibes from this dude, and I was <laughs> like, "Yo, all right, bet." And then they they mixing, and eventually, the like, and you know like how anime villains be, they be talking for mad long before they actually like body somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. He was talking his shit. He was really talking his shit. He was like, yo, like you like you're a human. You're you're a terrible, this, that, and the third. Gave him a perfect opportunity to come up and bust his ass. Cause he got up, hit him, grabbed his sword, sliced him a couple times, sliced him in half, basically. And then he got his little sword arrow thingy and started shooting him. Boy, it is a crossbow. You don't know what oh, a crossbow. <laughs> it's, it's a crossbow. It is a it's repeating a... crossbow. They said it in the beginning of the first episode when the dude came back to the house. Were you watching like, the sub? Were you watching the sub or the dub? Sub always. I was watching the sub too. Repeating crossbow. All right, and I was John. doing. All right, John. So you could have told me that when I said it the first time, but you know, you ain't know what a crossbow was, though. I know what a crossbow is, but that shit was on his was on his arm. That shit was on his arm. That's not a traditional fucking crossbow. It's not. But anyways, yeah, he was torturing him and shooting him. But yeah, that was yeah. episode one. And then we get to the also he got this bread shit on his on his neck. Oh damn Let it! I out. skipped that. Yeah, yeah, that was a very important part. Yeah, he has this brand shit on his it. neck, and it's like the brand. It controls his pain, his fear, like everything. Yeah. Very. And I guess we'll. But we'll find cool. out more about that brand later on, but yeah, he ended up torturing the the dude, and mm-hmm. we get to the flashback 
which happens in episode two. Uh, one, of y'all, one of y'all can talk about it. I don't want to do too much summary in these two because I'm gonna just cover, uh, like, do like a little joint summary. Yeah. Um, do that. Yeah. So basically, in these two episodes, uh, we find out kind of who this person is. We find out his name is Guts, and we it it seems like I, again none of us seen this. I don't know where this is going the series, but right now I don't know if this is gonna be one of those where we're gonna we we get a taste in the first episode. And then the season is going to be figuring out how he got to that point, you know, like watching his whole backstory. And then maybe the last couple episodes is going to be him going back to that moment. Um, But basically, he was this young ass mercenary who had something happen to him, or I guess he killed someone that he didn't want to. So he's kind of traumatized, but he's super strong, carries his giant sword, and um, ends up taking down some other mercenary um who was a problem in building like you know kind of making his name then this group of mercenaries one of them decides to try and attack him because they were like yo he's got a lot of money now taking out that other dude and um he gives some people to work and then the leader ends up taking him down and basically recruits him well tries to recruit him and he's just like reads him like a book and tells him he's like you fight mad reckless because you don't think you should be alive so you're trying to see how far you can push yourself and see if someone can actually kill you he's like you don't know me man you don't know my story he's like but you know i basically told you like it is um so that happens and then he challenges him to a duel and he's like well if i lose i'll you know do you can do whatever you want and um do do to want my body and uh, the the pretty dude, shout out to my son Griffith, is a problem, and cooked him, and was like, he was like, yo, I respect that you fight mad hard, and now since I beat you, I I am making you one of my uh making you a part of a group now, and um, basically they they go on to do a job where they got a they're they're a group of mercenaries, a famous group of mercenaries. And um, they go into a job and he gets put like he trusts him early on and he has to go, you know, do his thing and get some responsibility put on him early that some people are still a little suspect about. And he does it well. And he's it seems like he's now gaining a family that he never had before. So uh, it gets that beginning thing. Um, Yeah. And also just uh, main characters so far. So you have Guts, the guru you're talking about, Griffith, the leader of this mercenary group. Um, What's her name? Vasca? Female mercenary who gave up womanhood. Casca. Casca. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of bitter because uh, she had to go warm his body when he first got cooked in the duel so he didn't die. Um, so she was like, yo, why they make me do this? So I gave my womanhood to be a mercenary. And um, I'm assuming that's going to be some sort of love interest. Um, but yeah, that's basically like the summary of those two episodes in a nutshell. It's a little slow. Um, all right, I'll let you guys go first on what do you guys think of these three episodes and you know guesses and all that good stuff well i spoke already so i want to hear from my friend Jen. <laughs> okay um can we can we uh did anybody else notice uh in episode one how one of the guys that uh got beat up by guts his name was gamaru haha yeah it's a, uh-huh. it's a great thing that it's a great thing that he's out the series early. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Damn. Also, like, so there's just like big lizard people just running around. I, I mean, I'm assuming the series is gonna dive into that later. The but snake the king, person. yeah, the king that took over is a snake person and all that. Well, did you hear he's he's an apostle? Yeah, whatever that means. Yes, yeah, so I guess just people who are considered apostles have these extra powers like that. That's that's my assumption. Notice in animes that there's a lot of like biblical stuff that doesn't really do with biblical stuff. Like yeah. I guess in like the yeah. modern, like in the in the I guess the conventional sense, yeah. Because we had the to a degree. I the, I feel like it's because you you're used to only hearing those words in yeah. relation to biblical things instead of just based off the definition of the yeah. word, like apostle, yeah, should, high priest. That should be in a everyday vocabulary. Yeah. Word word. Uh, that was wild though when uh old dude uh you know. Was getting his body warmed up by uh, Casca. I was confused. I was like, "The hell? Who is this person? Yeah, Where did I was she come like, from? I was like, well, this is supposed <laughs> to be a dark adult anime, but I don't know what he's about to get into." Is this, this like a, about the? I thought it was a flashback, honestly. To like, I thought she was like somebody he knew in like the before time, and I was like, "Dang, he must have been, that must be the love interest that he's like maybe avenging or something like that." But yeah, Griffith's a bad dude, man. You pretty boy, but yeah, you, you're bad dude. Man stood on it. Man, now the craziest thing was when he stood on his sword during the during the battle. I was like, "Damn!" So I was like, "So what you gonna do now? Can't use your sword." Yeah, and my man's really bit that shit. Like what? Yeah. Oh, oh, that shit was funny. Where he punched him, he was like, "Yeah, probably never got punched in the face." And then he was like, <laughs> "He was like, little do you know." My son really went. He was like, "Yo, give up, or I'm, or I'm gonna pop your shoulder out." <laughs> Put he him in the like, arm bar. All right. He was like, tap real quick. Tap. He, he, he did the Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey got ass. Bird. Sucks. Yeah, Let's my man really was on some like Kurama shit from Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, he was just on some pretty boy, but I'm really good in real life. Yeah. Crazy. Do that. Yo, it's <laughs> man. Look, I don't know what the hell wrong with Casca, but she need to get over herself. You know. I understand, I, I understand, like, there's definitely, like, I guess the romance part's going to come later. Yeah. Mm. But I just think, you know what it is? I kind of picked up the vibe, like, Griffith is this, like, great fighter, right? And I'm mm. assuming he must have ca- saved Casca at some point in the before time or, like, before this um, or something. Because they're, she, she, you know, sees him in hot, such high favor. And the fact that this new person is coming in basically taking his, Taking her spot as like oh, the Griffith. number two, yeah, Griffith. Oh, okay. I yeah. was mad confused. I was like, "What are you saying?" I was like, "They just met." <laughs> right. Yeah. She she yeah. kind of like being a shadow is like, wow. She really must trust him a lot. And remember, even when she sent it, um, when mm-hmm. uh, when a Griffith sent him to be like the the rare end of the um the cascade. Mm-hmm. Well, not not cascade, but of the like the you the, know the, the, the yeah the platoon. Yeah. He was the, he was the rear guard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rear guard of the of the thing, and then he was buying all those people. He was like, "Wow, like he ran out alive." Like even the one dude was like, "Yo, I don't even have to kill him anymore." Or everybody like, thought he was a goner. He was like, "Damn, it's a suicide mission." And she was like, "Nah, I see, I see what's really going on. He mm-hmm. values him. He knows how important that back person is." Like, yep. yeah, he was like, "Yo, he gave him a real responsibility. Like he's not just doing a dumb shit." Yeah, she feeling some type of way because she was the second best fighter, and now she's not. Now she's number three. Mm-hmm. Sick. Damn. My son Guts has a problem. She yeah, gets one of those big ass boots. All right. So, 
my thing, um, I don't like, I like that I don't know where this is going. Like, I have the general, you know, oh, love interest, we're going to see what turned him into, how he got the mark, all this stuff that happens. Obviously, that's where, you know, all things are pointing to because it has to be pointing to the first episode. But um, right now, I have no idea. It's just like, all right, my, my thing, well, I guess I do have an idea if it's going to be him um, building a relationship and learning what it's like to have a family and all that good shit because it seems like he was like stereotypical orphan, all that stuff. Um, I'm really waiting on the the thing that I don't know is what 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 is it going to be that makes this series so amazing because I, I just hear so much about it like in ReZero it's the fact that you never really know what's going to happen next and probably like the foil you know of the main characters in um what do we watch second in Konosuba it's the comedy in slime it's um it's a, a little bit of everything it's like the storytelling plot progression things like but it's like it's the titties what? let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but um like what what is it what is it going to be in this you know that uh that makes this like that makes you know because obviously you're like for, if you watch anime you watch enough anime, you know that most animes take a couple episodes to really get into it. It's usually around five episodes to really get into it. Um, so I'm hoping that by next week I'll have a better idea. But I do think it's cool so far. Like the whole premise seems kind of like the first episode seemed kind of post apocalyptic. It's kind of the vibes I got. Um, yeah, and I, I just have like a lot of questions right now. Well, I, I guess like. One of the the question, the main question that you just asked, I guess we can talk about. Like, what do y'all think would be that reason why it it gets good? I mean, I guess y'all don't really have an answer now, but I think know, that it's gonna. I think that the show's gotta have some like good ass message or some shit. I think that's okay. what it's gonna be. Like, you know how Avatar was about like global warming. Yeah, like I feel like it's gonna have some good ass message that like lingers with people. But I don't know if it's gonna be like a global message or just one of those like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a motif? Uh, like um, one of those, like a over. It's just like a uh, overarching theme. That's usually a. That's like uh. Oh, it is it a moral? I'm trying yeah, to think. Moral, yes, moral is the word. Now nah, I get it. Um, well, personally, I don't know. I I think that what I can see going on in this is just character development. I mean. We saw a lot of character development, and I think ReZero is probably the one series where we saw the most of it. But I, I think that if it's it set up perfectly, just the way that Guts is, he's very like. Um, also, I think the the names they could have picked a better name than Guts. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I, I I'm just referring to him as a black. That's boy. what he has. I think it's just because it's an old anime. How obvious? Well, yeah, it is an old anime. Um, but yeah, like he, I don't know, something's up, but yeah, I think, I think, um, the, the character development is kind of just set up because he's kind of like, uh, rebellious and his attitude kind of sucks. And, you know, that's, that, that could, that could change. And the one thing that I've learned about animes when it comes to swordsmen is that all swordsmen have a code. And I guess we're gonna find out what exactly his mm, his, like his code. Yeah, 
So I think what we're going to find out about um, uh, Guts, Black Swordsman, is that, you know, what, what his code is, why he does the things that he does, who he's trying to protect, and why he's trying to protect the people that, that he's trying to protect. So that's my take. Justin. Well, um, hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of ways this uh, anime can go. Uh, I like your uh, take on the whole code thing. I also like. Yeah, I want to see uh, the uh, the development of him because the first episode is him as basically like as an adult. Like I guess that's the finished product, and then the next two. I'm assuming the set. The, the sh- I guess maybe the season one takes us on the journey of him getting to that point. Uh, because you can notice, like even like in episode one, he's like mad, yoked up, looking like Zion. But in uh, episodes two and three, he's looking like uh, a little bit more built, Brandon Ingram. So, uh, it's, uh, expect from this, because even the first episode, I was like, eh, I don't know about it. Second episode, I was like, all right, I can see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted to I see like the characters so far, though. The characters are good. I liked it. Uh. It's a lot. You know, what's different. The fighting in terms of like, you can tell it's old because of how like the mm-hmm. blood splats out and like the cuts and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's different. They but, do a lot of off screen shit, too, which bothers the fuck out of me, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll swing his sword and you don't even know what happens. And all of a sudden the person's like split in half. Yeah. yeah I'm like, exactly. when did he when did he do that? Like. I mean, I get Swordsman's supposed to be fast, but like, damn. Yeah. But Griffith uh, plays a role in him because uh, I don't know if you guys noticed in when in episode one when he's going through his like uh, demon spell when you first kind of see the mark on him, he's mm-hmm. yelling out the name Griffith. So that should be interesting to see. Uh, you know, and I also want to know what those little like uh, necklaces, medallions, whatever they are. That, uh, the ones that uh that that is showed in the intro and the one that was on the um the 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 lizard dude yeah in the beginning yep it right, was, so my like... guess for that would be like maybe it's just something that's like a sign of being an apostle since this a black swordsman supposed to be the enemy of the apostle so maybe it's just how you know because I don't even notice Griffith that has you. one too I said what I said like that it's crazy right hmm. also there's gonna come a point where uh. Cass is gonna have to get saved by uh, guts. She's gonna mm. be so sick about it. <laughs> She's like, I could have handled that. And guts is gonna be like, bitch, no, you couldn't have, because you would have. Nah, I feel like the more I feel like she's gonna become cool with him because Griffith trusts him. Yep. Also, we're um, she's black, right? We're we're settling on that. Oh, I, she has to be black. She has to be black. We're going either black there, or Indian. There's no way that her lips are that pronounced without her being black. I have not even looked. She could be Spanish. Yet. Look at the hair texture. You you know you know uh, that you know how you, you know that Pokemon Jinx. Well, just you know, old animes tend to be racist when it comes to stuff like that. With the Negro well, Pokemon. It, it, yeah. it, yes, exactly, and that's why I'm saying it's like yo, the way that her lip, like like she's mad brown and her lips are mad pink. Like yeah, she's black, bro. Not she reminds me of the girl. She she's reminds me of the girl from Total Spies. Oh, I know you're talking about the girl with the bob cut. Yes, Justin. Yeah, the Indian girl. Yeah. That's mm. what she reminds me of. That was a deep cut right there. Totally spies. Wow. You know the yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, mostly I probably don't even know that. Hey, but, you know what? You know what's wild? 
that we can that we have deep cuts like that at our age yeah are we getting old never getting old i'm always gonna look young yeah, yeah you, you always like gonna a fucking look young. child and you're also gonna be the oldest person on this podcast well always. i'm gonna be 50 years old looking like i'm 30 it's gonna be crazy late. shout out mm-hmm. to me to May coming soon. Two birthdays in this podcast. Yes, sir. You know what we got to do for May? What? We got to go out as a yeah, podcast nah. and also record together as a podcast. Uh, yeah, I think we can do that in May as as a celebration of Justin and myself. I like that. You don't think we can go out together? Oh, we definitely think. can go out together. Oh, we definitely can go that out together. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> Oh, it was. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I was like, all right. <laughs> I have come to grow fond of you. Um, so yes, 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 John. John, <laughs> you're one of my. John, yes, John, you're one of my best friends. And Justin, I value you very, very. Uh, you know, I value you too. <laughs> I value you too. Yeah, I got like four nicknames just from you guys alone. I was just JT yeah, before. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yo, JT used to—he spent—he spent a good amount of time with us in Towers. Some good times. Yes, now nah, he did. He did. Fun, many, fun, fun. many a trip to Fresh Grocer. Yeah, great times. Yo, uh, pod, for the people that actually listen to the podcast, fun, fun, fun story. JT, in fact, was. Of the of the group that we were cool, with, he was actually the least close with John and myself. He was more cool with our other roommate James. Yeah, and that was like that was that was really his guy. Not a knock on Justin, but you know James and JT they were butt buddies. Because yeah. kind of like <laughs> wow, so that's not a knock on them, and then it goes to butt buddies. <laughs> it was definitely because we were the shortest out of the the five of us who hung out in the dorm. So. It's all right. It's all good. Cause me and John out. will be chilling, doing whatever. John will be watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I'll be in the room doing whatever. I'll be watching. And then, a lot. Yeah, and then uh, J John, I'm not John. JT and James. Sorry, it's a lot of J names. We'll be yeah. doing whatever. But yeah, shout out James. I love We're you, man. I got like We play Xbox sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was talking to him in a minute. Yeah, that's a fact. Hopefully, y'all are PS4 people, the people that listen to here, because the Xbox shit, it's like, I, I know I know John and Justin have both had so it's like, all right, whatever, y'all do y'all thing. But man, since PS3, it's like, damn, once, once I realized I had a paper internet, I was like, uh, but then we got hacked for that good amount of time. That shit was ass. <laughs> that yeah. shit I remember sucked. that. I remember oh, my that. God. Duh, damn, that shit was ass, bro. I hate it when you got hacked. sick. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, the the, uh, the next Xbox is supposed to be super super fire. So yeah, I mean it, it's dope though because I I feel like PS Five and then the next Xbox is about about to um drop is about to be compatible like across all platforms. So it's like, you know, uh, it's all good. Nah, Xbox exclusive is gonna be fucking great. Can't wait yeah. till Cyberpunk comes out, bro. Cyberpunk. Shout shout out Halo for the niggas that still play Halo. Uh, um. Yeah, I guess that basically wraps it up for uh, this anime book club. We, you know, it's usually short whenever we start on um, a new show. Cause, uh, oh, that's another thing I noticed. I guess coming from um, Slime, where they did so much, like such a good job that I always said, and like they do a lot of establishing the setting. The setting has not been established at all in the show. Yeah, we do not like, know the at all. We nothing about the world around us other than there's wars and like mercenaries and lords and shit so it might be medieval it might be i don't know 
But as I was saying, um, I guess that that'll pretty much wrap up um, our anime book club this week. Um, so for next week, uh, I mean, we're just going to keep going with these uh, three episodes. Just going to rock with that for a bit. So another three episodes of um, Berserk. Remember, it's the 1997 version. As JT put it, it should look like Japanese He-Man. Man or uh, Thundercats. Okay, Thunder. yeah. Like, literally, like, if... That, that's how I noticed I was watching. I, as soon as the episode started, I was like, this art style is too new. So uh, make sure you're watching that original 97 um, Berserk. It's B-E-R-S-E-R-K, because I'd be forgetting that R in the beginning. But, um, yeah, go check that out. I'm, I'm watching a go-go anime right now. And follow us on um, everything. You know the vibes. Sorry to be sports out there. Um, outside of last week's snafu but uh yeah episodes would be consistently at y'all thursday mornings at around nine o'clock so i have that set up for you guys um and follow me at offended narwhal all right guys anyone oh well you said all right guys i thought you were talking to the people um but yeah man love is love i'll see y'all next week you guys already know what the deal is J underscore Thomas underscore 24. Uh, hmm. If you're local bartenders, uh, don't pay for OnlyFans. You can get that shit online for free. Uh, the black web? Yeah, the black web. Make sure your browser is in an incognito mode. Delete cookies, all that other good stuff. And um, hmm, no, don't pay for OnlyFans is wild. <laughs> It's true. Oh, Who the heck is out here paying? What type of? Nah, it was just like that's just. Hey, bro, sometimes people trying to pay for college, got, dog. Yeah, I'm about to say sometimes you gotta support them people, bro. Trying to pay for college, dog. Uh, I I don't have money for college, so why am I giving it to other people? Wow. No. See, Maybe you should have made OnlyFans. Crabs in a barrel. That is me. I don't care. Um. Maybe you should have made OnlyFans. Oh, John, maybe I will. And I'll, ta- I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll attach it to this podcast. Hey, do what you got to do, man. Just a, the Sarat- the Saratobi Sports. Sports. Saratobi Sports under uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, and this, oh, is what, no. this, is you, this is what you did, John. This is your, this, this is your fault. This is <laughs> not the content that I would wish to sell to the people. Hello? Excuse me, uh, CBS? Yeah. Go get CBS. Tell them I'm That's here. If you ever want an anchor job, Justin, this is blackmail right now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, well. I thought I the think Uncle we, I think we Loki have enough blackmail. No, the the, the 27th <laughs> episode we don't air is the, the blackmail enough. You. <laughs> you. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> good thing we can all just cut this out. But, yeah. Everybody have a good night and uh yeah, peace be with you. Baby Yoda for the win. <laughs> Alright, we'll talk to y'all next week. This is fake. They're trying to get me out of here. Uh